Have you ever noticed how how somebody thinks about something has a direct impact on what actually happens and the actions that they take because of that? I think a lot of riders who don't have a dedicated riding arena are perhaps letting how they think about it hold them back. Hi there, my name is Orna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And this week, I am challenging you to get out of the arena. This was sparked by a conversation I had recently with a rider who had been riding for well over a year and had never gotten out of the arena. And I really think it is an important element to riding now. I want to specifically focus today on riders who actually don't have an arena, okay? But if you have an arena, I'm challenging you to get out and to put some of the things I'm going to talk about today into practice as well. But if you don't have an arena, this is for you, okay? This is for you. I want to help you to really and truly use what you have. And and it's, it's so funny and strange how there's actually so many benefits to not having an arena. I want you to start using those to actually move you forward in your riding. So you're ready? Okay. First and foremost, I want to kind of challenge you to begin thinking differently about manicured surfaces. Now, (laughs) having a manicured surface is lovely, isn't it? It's like, you know what, New York Freshly Harvard Arena. anything better really good hey it's lovely but the thing is when everything is always flat and equal and level and where everything is I I don't know like it's perfect kind of a, a firmness underneath your feet and all that fun stuff it can kind of take a lot of the responsibility of actual balance and how we become independent and coordination it takes a lot of that away from us okay Horses and riders who don't have an arena, who ride in open spaces, fields, on the trails, on tracks, wherever they can get to ride, generally have more balance. And the reason is because of that, well, the the less than level terrain. Now, I'm not saying go find somewhere with loads of mole holes and mole hills and dongas and just, yeah, no, okay? Obviously, you want it slightly flattish, okay, to kind of benefit you. But the fact that the ground is not manicured means that more often than not, there's going to be a lot of missteps. And what happens is, while initially, yes, they can hold you back, and yes, they're a little bit tough, you'll find that over time, your core, your core as the rider, but also your horse's core, actually become stronger and you're able to balance yourself or rebalance yourselves quicker it's like this adjusting you can do this adjustment now over time this is going to serve you because you will actually begin to feel the misstep happening before it happens or just as it happens maybe that's better it's like just as the horse takes the misstep you'll feel it. And you will automatically, without even realizing you're doing it, you and your horse begin adjusting for that. So can you imagine how if you're training and working somewhere where the ground is less than perfect, and then when you do actually go and you begin working somewhere where the ground is fairly perfect, can you imagine how much that's going to benefit you? You'll be able to feel the missteps before they even happen. You feel them as they begin. And you will already, without even thinking about it, you and your horse, you'll have already begun 
fixing things, okay? You'll already have begun to maintain, to, to reestablish if necessary, but also to just maintain, to make the tweak that allows you both to correct, course correct really quickly and get back on track, okay? And that is something that so many riders would love to have. If you don't have an arena, you work on that. You can get that sooner than most riders. It's fantastic. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is straightness. Now, straightness is, it's a, we're actually talking about inside of connection this month. We're talking about straightness. Um, but straightness is a funny concept. Years and years ago, um, one of the first things that I can remember kind of disagreeing with <laughs> that I was told about horses was the fact that one of the hardest things to do in a horse was to ride a straight line. And I thought, people, this is easy. Look at me and my pony go. We are fantastic. Okay. Now, obviously, as I learned more and as I did more and as we took more action and as we went deeper, I realized that that person was not lying at all at all. They were telling the truth. Okay. What happens for many riders is when they get out of the arena, they struggle with straightness. But and this is where I want you to kind of come back here and, and, and think about this and think about how it can be such an advantage to you if you don't have an arena. When you don't have the, if you want, it's like the braces or the 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 cast, you know, like a process of Paris cast of the rails of your arena to keep you on track. And yet you are intentional about being straight and riding straight lines you're going to develop your straightness a lot quicker, okay? Because it means that you and your horse now are taking full responsibility. Where a lot of riders who ride in the arena will notice that they're having a bit of a challenge with this is that as soon as they ride either on the quarter line or they ride on the center line, they start wandering. They're weaving all over the place, okay? When you're in your open space and whether it be you're on a road, obviously if it's safe to do so, or whether it be you're on the trail or whether it be you're in a field or you're on just an open like ground somewhere and you're riding, I want you to begin picking something in the distance, picking a, a focus point, okay? It doesn't matter what it is. I used to use trees. Um, at home, we never had an arena at home, by the way, myself and my sister, when we were riding all the years. So anything that we did at home with our horses, um, we had to do in fields, open fields, and not the flattest fields in the world either, hey? So, so we were doing that. And we used to pick trees as focal points. And then the, the whole kind of goal was to begin riding straight towards the tree. Now, how you can then make it go further is that once you get to wherever you're going, you don't have to go all the way to the tree. As I said, it could be something in the distance, but you're just going to ride a straight point aiming for that tree, okay? Then you will turn around and you'll come back. And this was where we would use a marker. Now, often we did not have anything fancy. We definitely didn't have any fancy cones or anything like that. But we would use a jacket or maybe sometimes a tire you could bring out to the field. But if you, even if you can't do that, you could use like a taller piece of grass, a tuft of weeds, something like that, okay? Get creative. I know very often when we're out and, and we're in nature and it is just all the wildness that's there with us there might not be anything actually physical if you want like that you can bring such as a cone or a tire or a jacket you can't take it off whatever and especially going to the top half of the world going into winter but 
you can use what is there on the land. And there'll always be something, always. There'll always be something. And then just begin practicing riding that point, riding between the two of them. Now, if you don't have an open piece of land, you're thinking, hold on now, I only have trails, Lorna. That's fine. You can also put all of this into action on the trail. So you can pick two straight lines. And what's nice is that you actually get to ride then. So the reason I'm saying two straight lines is choose to a point where you have to then turn. And even if the turn is just a slight angle, there is a turn. Ride straight to that and then ride to the next one. And even if it means you're only getting maybe five or 10 meters between each of your two points, okay, whatever, and your points will all the time keep moving as you're riding, you can then make that work for you. What's also nice is, depending on the trail, often you get trails that are quite narrow. And it's like the hedgerows or even just the grass itself and the kind of the, the earth itself makes this kind of channel for you. And that can be a great place specifically to practice straightness. And I'm going to suggest practicing straightness through transitions because there's no wiggle room there. Now you have this kind of more enclosed space usually that is naturally occurring, okay, from the trail just being the trail and being worn or whatever, or the trees just growing up around it, whatever the case is. But you've got this space that then you can begin transitions. And transitions can be between walk and halt. A lot of people think transitions have to be big fancy things. No, no, you can work between walk and halt. You could even transition into rain back. And then if it's safe to do so, obviously, you can build it up to trot and even to canter. And that's the other great thing about being on the trail. It's usually okay to canter a lot of the time so you can build it up to that as well okay so using the transitions and then from there if you do reach a, an, a more open space you can then take that back and bring it back to the the actual place where you are riding and I would say then from there beginning to then include accuracy now I do know that when we ride out in the open and whether it be on the trail or whether it be in an open field or an open space okay it can be difficult to get accurate but again use markers and this you may need to plan in advance now if you're on the trail and there are definitely no markers use what what's there so it could be bushes trees telephone poles or do we even have telephone poles anymore you know yourself, electricity poles okay get all those use those and then from there use then um the in the arena it make an arena in the open space for yourself so get cones go and invest in some you get them at those in South Africa they're called a crazy store in your well in Ireland it used to be the pound store and then it's the the euro store euro store something like that um, I, I'm sure there's a dollar store in America I don't know but you know those like kind of cheap and cheerful shops well, you can get cones you can get all sorts of stuff there and you can actually use them to begin marking things out and it doesn't have to be a huge arena 20 by 20 meter space you can do so much in okay so you can then begin to make these markers for yourself and get really creative with what you're going to use and what you're going to ride you see you can choose to see the fact that you don't have an arena as a big problem or you can choose to see it as actually a bonus and something that's going to help you but it's down to you it's down to how you're choosing to see this the final thing I'm going to say is that for many riders the thoughts of getting out of the arena and this is back to my riders who have an arena all the time they can often feel like worried or anxious and they think oh, I don't know how I'm going to cope my horse gets a little bit you know excited I'm going to 
kind of challenge you to begin channeling that energy. It's lovely. I find so often when there are roadblocks in the arena and things aren't working out and it just everything's feeling flat, that energy that you experience when you get out of the arena you get onto the trail or you get into an open field. If you can be very mindful in that you're not going to block that energy through your seat or through your hand or whatever, however it is you're blocking it, but you're actually going to let it flow. You're going to let it on. And once it's flowing, and this is key, it has to first flow. Okay, so the energy has to be going. But once it's going, then you're going to begin gathering it and connecting it up, turning it into contact, turning it into impulsion turning it into straightness okay but the energy has to flow first and if you're going to continually block it well blocked energy and remember the horse is going to continue to create the energy that's going to lead to an explosion so you don't want to do that okay you want to let it go and then what's really really interesting about this is very often for many riders this will actually be their first true experience of self-carriage of lightness of contact of connection of space within the actual work that they're doing with their horse and it's because they use this energy that they could have seen as being like oh scary or excessive or whatever but they didn't they let it flow and they then use it they turned it into something that actually helped create something magic in the ride okay and getting out of the arena can do that for you i promise you it's it's such a good feeling so I'm going to challenge you, if you haven't been out of the arena, to do it this week, okay? Right, I hope that this helped you. If you would like to get a plan for what you can do riding with your horse, I want you to pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash planner. And there is a flea, a, fr- a flea, no, not a flea, but there is a free plan there that you can use to help you to get more um, out of your riding over the coming week and month with your horse. Okay, have a great week. Keep well. I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.